You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Podcast Network, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. This is the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast, Todd Yuri. I'm excited today. I'm excited a lot of times, especially lately in what's happening in pharmacy. There are so many changes happening. We have to pick up our momentum. We have to join forces together. We have to understand the impact of PBM reform. What I've done since the beginning of my career within pharmacy way back in 2004 was look out for organizations and associations who are really doing some of the heavy lifting, especially when it comes to policy and creation of new um, laws in place and policies in place and things to change healthcare for the betterment of services and care for patients. The National Community Pharmacists Association has been the leader in community pharmacy and independent pharmacy advocacy for such a long time, and I'm a huge fan. I'm excited today to talk about the fly-in that's happening in Washington, D.C., but before I go any further, I want to say hello and welcome back to Ann Cassidy, Vice President of Government Affairs for the NCPA, and welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Todd. Um, I really appreciate what you do and getting all the word out there to all the pharmacists, the importance of advocacy. So thank you for having us. And was the kickoff of our PBM reform podcast series that has been doing extremely well. It's above average downloads and listens, which means that pharmacy owners and pharmacists are paying attention. If you haven't heard the interview with Anne, if you just go to Google and put in PBM Reform Podcast, the entire series will come up. We have three parts so far. We've been uh, contacted by several state legislators as well as pharmacy um, uh, associations throughout the different states that they want to participate. If you're listening right now and you would like to participate in this series and give your insights into accelerating PBM reform, or getting another politician involved, please reach out to us. It's easy to find us. Just go to pharmacypodcast.com. And let's just set the groundwork. What is a fly-in? What has NCPA done in the past to gather multitudes of different pharmacy owners to collectively have one voice to Washington, D.C. to really let them know and educate them what we're trying to do ultimately to provide better patient access to uh, pharmacy services as well as other healthcare services. Well, Todd, actually, I'm going to pass along this to um, the head of our advocacy center, Carrie LaVallette, who's a senior vice president of government affairs for the National Community Pharmacist Association, and let her talk a little bit more about this. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Todd, for um, having us. We, we appreciate you making the time to, to do this. Um, you know, it's an important time for pharmacy right now. There's a lot of things bubbling to the top um, related to our efforts, um, you know, to stop the unfair practices of pharmacy benefit managers. So our fly-in will, will certainly focus around that. Um, you know, we encourage our members to come in. It's going to be um, April 20 and 21. Um, sorry, no, April 21 and 22 this year. Um, you know, 
great time right after the Easter break. Members of Congress will be back. It's so important for um, all of our pharmacy owners that can make it take time away from their pharmacy to meet face to face with their lawmakers. It really makes a big difference that they're a constituent and that the members of Congress um, appreciate that they take the time out away from their businesses, their own personal time and money to come and advocate on issues important to them. So what this is, is it's an opportunity for pharmacy owners to talk with policymakers and developers and, 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 and help them understand what the barriers are to giving um, patients access to the pharmacies that they want to use, as well as the barriers of, of the pricing games that are being played by some of the major PBMs. And what we want pharmacies and pharmacists to understand and do, even if you're not an independently owned community pharmacy, this impacts you too. Um, it's, it's interesting um, that that NCPA does so much work that concentrates on community pharmacy, but these laws and regulations and policies and changes to how PBMs work are going to impact hospital pharmacy, specialty pharmacy, long-term care pharmacy, senior care pharmacy, compounding. What's happening right now in the world of PBM reform? What aspects of what the NCPA has done in support of some of these changes would the NCPA like to uh, review today on this podcast to let our listeners understand this? Thanks, Todd. And you, you brought up a good point earlier um, where I liked what you said about how this affects all pharmacists and pharmacies. So if you're in a health system, if you're a pharmacist at a supermarket chain, if you're, you know, all of the above, um, it's it's really important. And we've, we've taken on NCPA the last couple of years building a coalition um, of those you just mentioned, we we work really well with the other trade associations representing those groups, the um, health system pharmacists, ASHP, APHA, um, NACDS. Uh, I'm probably going to miss someone. I hate to even list. Um, and so we've, especially around the DIR fee issue, we have built a very large coalition around that, um, working with all the pharmacy groups and, and part of the supply chain on making that known. Um, so I like that you that you brought you wove that into the conversation. Um, you know, specifically, you know, what we're working on, we're still trying to get a fix to our DIR issue, the retroactive fees that are really hurting hurting our bottom line of our members as well as um, you know everyone in you know in the pharmacy. Yes, yes. If you're listening and you want to follow along, pharmacyflyin.com ncpanet.org once again that's and this will be in the show notes but it's pharmacy fly ncpanet.org that's where you can sign up for this event this is important to be in front of uh, organizations that will also participate and support this event you don't have to be a pharmacy owner to be involved in this fly-in if you're a wholesaler a technologist if you're in product services that you market to a long-term care or community pharmacy, this is our industry. This isn't just about pharmacists. This isn't just about uh, pharmacy ownership. This is our entire organizations. These are entire industry that's, that's moving through this uh, painful change, which I'm excited about because at the end of this tunnel that we're all in together, we're going to come out with a new age of value for patients 
where pharmacists are being uh, compensated differently. They're going to be able to do more with patient interaction and be paid for it. Um, we're going to see changes in how physicians and pharmacists work together, specialists work together with pharmacists. There's so much to be done, but we have to take it in stages. And this first stage is, of course, reforming the pharmacy benefit managers, coming together through these fly-ins so that we can uh, see, we can show Washington, D.C., uh, the 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 cadence, the marching uh, hand in arm, arm in arm, hand in hand, and also educating them. Uh, you know, that's part of the challenge is getting some of the legislators and the policymakers to really understand how PBMs are impacting rural communities, how they're impacting pharmacy owners, how they're impacting better patient care and access to medications, not being forced to go mail order when, in fact, you're on a me medication, you're on a maintenance med, you uh, you might have changes in what you need. And who's going to pick that up if you're not going to your physician is your pharmacist, is your pharmacy. So I want I want our listeners to understand the severity and the seriousness of this time in our industry it's more important than ever before to get involved. What advice do you have for anyone listening in the pharmacy industry today that can't make the date, that can't make the April 21st, 22nd fly-in? What can they do to help move this PBM forward, PBM reform forward? But if they're not able to come into, into D.C. Um, for the fly-in, we encourage all our members to reach out to the member of Congress back in their district office. So all, all members of Congress have a district office. Um, some have several, depending on how large um, geographically their um, district is, but reach out to the local office, invite your, legisl your legislature and the pharmacy. Nothing works better to um, show firsthand what's happening in their pharmacy in their hometown, um, that's that's by far the best the best way. Um, so ask for a district meeting and invite them into your pharmacy. That's what I would say for anyone who cannot make it here in April. So in the state of Florida, and I want to give a shout out to the the Florida Pharmacist Association. Um, what a great job that they're doing! Lawmakers held a news conference at uh, Tampa Pharmacy, a uh, Tampa Pharmacy last year, really pitching some of the measures and the crackdown over. Um, overcharging and enforcing people to go mail order and the legislation also addressed the issues of what they call steering um, PBM direct patients to specific pharmacies that are quote unquote owned by PBMs which is uh, you know very nefarious in some ways and the priority there was for Floridians to understand this and they've they've made a lot of um, progress in helping legislators helping politicians to understand the impact of the current way in the status quo of how PBMs work. What other states come to mind, Anne, um, that, that you'd like to bring up that have really made some uh, progress in PBM reform? Well, I mean, obviously the first state that comes to mind is Arkansas. Interestingly enough, they're having a, a really good law that was challenged by PCMA. It means they probably did something right. So obviously Arkansas is on that list. They prohibit retroactive fees. They've said um, NADAC plus reimbur NADAC reimbursement floors and Medicaid managed care and the commercial market. Georgia just recently passed through a first of its kind steering, anti-steering legislation. 
Louisiana has some great laws, and I know I'm leaving states out, but you know, even Illinois, not that Illinois passed the strongest law this year, but they made a first step, and that's everything, I think, when you are, it's step-by-step step when you're dealing with PBM regulation. I think that's extremely important. So the, some of those states come to mind, and again, there's lots of other states that are doing lots of great things. Almost every single state out there um, at least introduced PBM regulation legislation in the last legislative session, which is huge. Um, in coal comes to mind, and you and I, I think talked about in coal last time. Yes. We spoke. That's a National Council of Insurance Legislators, and that's a national association. I think there's association for every group, but these are specifically made up of state insurance legislators. And they let in December 2018 they adopted PBM model legislation, which is huge. Something we had been working with them to adopt for probably 10 years. And 12 states introduced the legislation and six states adopted that legislation. So you can just see the trend is moving towards really addressing the anti-competitive practices of you know, PBMs in the states. I think that they're the only entity in healthcare that has little to no oversight. You know, providers, there's oversight and regulation, insurance companies, there's oversight and re regulation. So, um, you know, it's only fair, I think, to consumers, patients, and taxpayers that there be some oversight and regulation of pharmacy benefit managers as well. This is great news. I really appreciate how you have been a source of information for our network and our listeners. I think it's an education that was much needed that is uh, consistent of information given to um, you know a, a professional in the pharmacy uh, marketplace and, and in healthcare, driving to work, uh, working out in the morning, uh, really don't have time because how busy their day is to be able to consume some audio listening um, when they have that free time where they're, the only thing they're able to do is really listen. So we'd like to continue to engage with you and the NCPA to deliver messaging uh, to our market to just bring up to date of what's happening in the um, in the pharmacy space. Once again, the fly-in is April 21st through 22nd. We're going to push this out through all of our social media to let um, pharmacy owners as well as pharmacists in general. Everyone is invited. You don't have to be a pharmacy owner to attend this, but obviously this makes a lot of sense for pharmacy owners to get involved. Once again, pharmacyflyin.ncpanet.org. I want to thank you and NCPA. This is not easy work. Um, you get beat up by your member. You get beat up by Congress. You got beat up by patients. Uh, we know uh, what we're all collectively going through. I feel like there is noticeable uh, sun and, and hope that, that is very evident. I see change happening, especially accelerating within the last 12 months. So thank you all for, for what you're doing. Thank you, Todd. We appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Thank you, Todd. You're very welcome. You are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're covering the NCPA fly-in on Tuesday and Wednesday, April 21st and 22nd. If you'd like more information, it will be in the show notes. If you're driving right now, don't uh, write this down. We'll get it to you. But it's pharmacyflyin.ncpanet.org. And as always, we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.